Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds Podcast on WFUV Sports. Another edition of the Nosebleeds Podcast, a very special edition as we're going to be previewing the playoffs, the wild card round. Expanded playoffs are here at the end of the 2022 MLB season. Sam Davis here with Matty Bimonti and Pat Amatoro. Ralph Barbieri is going to be producing for us behind the glass and guys it's 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 playoff time it's very exciting the weather's really nice out but it's feeling like fall and we're going to get into exciting October baseball Maddie how you feeling I know as a Mets fan you know not the ending to the season that you might have wanted but there's playoff baseball for the New York Mets tomorrow and that's got to be exciting oh it's so exciting yeah. it, it was painstaking to watch them lose the division after 174 games of taking that lead and to lose it last minute to not only the Braves the last team I want to see take the lead it's really kind of tough. I had a good night last night. I got to watch the last regular season game. It was my first game I watched this year as a fan, so that was very exciting. But Mets baseball, it's heating up, and they looked hot against their last series against the Nationals, so I'm looking forward to this playoff series. Yeah, obviously there's a big difference between that National Series at City Field and what the environment is going to be starting this Friday at City Field. Obviously all three games will be at home for the Mets. And Pat, meanwhile, for the New York Yankees, Things are, are looking pretty well in terms of, obviously, at Aaron Judge hitting home run number 62. We're going to talk about that. But also, you know, getting that by, winning the AL East, and putting themselves in a good position here to play in the ALDS starting about next week. Yeah, it's been great watching the Yanks. You know, obviously, Judge having this historic season has been wonderful as a Yankees fan. And uh, it really does feel like it is the year this year mm. where the Yankees can go pretty far. In this I, I can't say how many times I've heard that. I think <laughs> I'm the sure last you probably have, five years yep. the Yankees When's have When's the last that? time we've had someone hit 62 home runs it's in the true. season? So it's true. That's true. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just very excited for the postseason. You know, uh, a lot of storylines happening. So that's what's really exciting. Like, sometimes you, you just don't want to see, you know, a – you really just don't want to see an Astros Dodgers World Series mm. where, like, we're really because of all these different storylines, it's going to cause a lot of excitement. And I think it will allow for an exciting uh, postseason. Yeah. And the playoffs is so much about getting hot at the right time, which is why those number one kind of seeds, I guess you could say, in Houston and the Dodgers, like you mentioned, there's no guarantee that they get there. There's no guarantee that they're the ones playing in the World Series, which is why it's so exciting. That's why baseball playoffs are awesome in my opinion. But I want to talk about, before we get into, you know, we're going to break down all the wild card series, including the Mets. Um, but I want to talk about Aaron Judge and home run number 62. We have to talk about it, of course. Passing Roger Maris, an unbelievable record, an unbelievable season. He fell just short of the triple crown, unfortunately. I think part of that is the fact that, you know, he was definitely pitched around and pitched with a certain intensity, obviously, as, uh, you know, every pitcher did not want to be the guy to give up home run number 62. So he does... Silly. I mean, it is. It's a terrible, it's stupid, especially, I understand, you know, pitching him with a certain emphasis for the better teams that maybe were fighting for a wild card spot or fighting, you know, like the Baltimore Orioles came to mind. They were eliminated, but at times, you know, the first, I think, game of that series, they were fighting for a wild card spot. So it makes sense to kind of work around Judge and be strategic with it. But at the end of the day, the teams that are out of it, 
just pitch him like a normal normal right. hitter and allow him to get to that record, which is the moment that everyone in baseball, I don't care what team you support, everyone in baseball wanted him to break that record. He does it, um, you know, just in that last series of the year against Texas, but it doesn't matter. He does it, and you could tell, I think, as he's rounded the bases, Pat, there seemed to be a weight lifted off his shoulders. I mean, he says and he goes about his day, you know, no different than any other day, but there is a lot. There was definitely a lot of pressure. He's human, you know, with this record. And for him to able to get it shortly before the playoffs, I think that gives him a ton of confidence rolling into October. And overall, just an unbelievable season that I think we have to sit back and say, you know, we watched Aaron Judge play baseball in the year 2022, which is incredibly impressive. Uh, yeah, one word. It's historic. It's really, yeah. really awesome. And you could see Judge's frustration leading up to him hitting the 62nd. He really is usually a level-headed guy. He doesn't show a lot of emotion. But in that game one of the doubleheader, you could see him throwing his helmet, something he has never done before in mm. his career. So you could definitely tell. It, it, it felt as though it was getting to him a little bit, the pressure of hitting 62. But he did it in the end. Obviously, it was in the end, but he's still able to get it done, which is it, it is difficult to see. where We don't know where he's going to be next year, which is really tough. Mm. But as a Yankees fan, you hope that you know the manager, everyone could come together and write this blank check for him and make sure he can still wear the pinstripes next year. Yeah, I mean, you've heard so much about Judge betting on himself. He did that, uh, and he came up big, Maddie, with an yeah. unbelievable season. And there's overall. no one kind of more deserving than him this year after yeah. the kind of season he had where for the past couple of years he's been plagued with injuries every once in a while. And you question, you know, is he that guy that really you keep talking about for the Yankees? He was that guy this year. He's absolutely mm-hmm. deserving of this check. And the guy has had just an incredible year in terms of looking at the home runs, what they were. Four leadoff homers, three walk-off homers. Mm. He was such a clutch guy for them mm-hmm. this year. Throughout the entire season, he, he not once really faltered, and I think the 62 was the huge weight for him. And I think it was perfectly timed with this playoffs because I think if he had gone on into the playoffs really having not chased that, it would have just been him chasing for that home run, I think. I think it would get to him after a while because – I remember watching him back when he participated in the home run derby. His swing changed when he's just chasing those home runs constantly. And so now really to get him back in the groove of, hey, I'm here for my team. This is all that matters. The postseason matters. I think he's locked in now. Yeah, that's a great point. I think his slate is pretty cleared with the fact that, okay, he had the record. He had the moment. That's behind him now, the Yankees. And if I'm a Yankee fan, I would obviously very pleased with him not only breaking the record, but the fact that he was able to do it, you know, obviously uh, near the end there and allow him to still focus on the task ahead, which for the New York Yankees is the playoffs. There's a lot of success in the playoffs as they're chasing there. Um, and, Maddie, you bring up a great point in terms of how clutch Judge has been all year. And I think there's been some questions about – I mean, people have been asking – you know, is Judge going to keep this kind of performance up in the playoffs? And I think that's, to be honest, a no-brainer. With with how clutch he's been all season long and how important he's been to this Yankees offense, you have to expect that he's going to keep that up and work his way into October. And we'll see what the Yankees can do. We will have, uh, you know, a preview uh, in our next episode of Nosebleeds looking at the divisional round, uh, who the Yankees might be playing, all the divisional round matchups. Um, you know, but I want to shift to the New York Mets here. Um, and we have to talk about it for a minute before we get into the wild card series. We have to talk about uh, the collapse in the NL East. And I don't know if you can call it a collapse from the Mets standpoint, or you can say how well that the Braves played. So there's definitely, you know, two sides to that coin. But Matty, I'll go to you first here as our Mets beat reporter, one of two here with us. Um, you know, I guess the biggest question is what were your takeaways from that series against Atlanta? Who's kind of to blame or who do you think was to blame uh, for that series sweep? 
I think it was a team effort, honestly, to blame. I don't think there was one specific thing that I pointed out that really was the fault. I think pitching really declined. I think DeGrom not being able to go more than five to six innings is a real detriment for this team. You know, he does great games where he gets like 10 plus strikeouts, but he gives up three home runs. And you can't have that, especially against a team like the Braves, who's so strong in power when they hit the ball. Looking at hitting, McNeil was the only guy hitting for the team, and you can't have just one guy hitting for this team because what varies between the Mets and the Yankees, I think, when you have Aaron Judge as your clutch player, he hits home runs. Mm. He is able to get that power. McNeil is not. Just point blank simple. None of this team is really able to hit home runs in the same capacity that a team like the Yankees can and really carry that team going forward. I think Buck Showalter also made pretty weird calls, especially with the bullpen. I don't understand the way he used it in this series, especially when you're facing power hitters, why people like McGill were used. It makes no sense to me. And so I think this was a real team effort as to why they they kind of fell apart with the Braves. Yeah, Maddie, that, you know, move to McGill is, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it was Friday. It's, you know, today's what, Thursday. So it's almost been a week since that move has happened, but a horrible move. I, I was unbelievably animated yelling at my TV, wondering why uh, Buck went with that. But you bring up a great point um, about the power as well. That's certainly something that Pete Alonso has shown this year. You know, he's hit 40 homers, and, and that's, you know, very impressive. Obviously, 62 for Judge is a whole nother, you know, side of the thing. But when you have, when you're facing a team like Atlanta, who hits a home run ball as one of the best teams in all of baseball to do that, it kind of, I, I guess, highlights more so the um, the limits to the Mets lineup, the struggles that they may have with that power and hitting those home runs. And, and that definitely, you know, I think showed itself in that series. Um, you mentioned DeGrom, you know, Scherzer as well. The, the big guys in the Mets lineup, the big guys in the Mets rotation, they didn't show out. They didn't really show themselves. Um, they didn't prove to themselves, you know, that um, they were the leaders of this team. And I think ultimately that's part of where that blame falls as well. Um, you know, from that loss and, and losing out on the NLEs. And Pat, it's 174 days out of 180 days uh, total. The Mets were in first place. They find themselves in second. Um, from a non-Mets perspective, uh, maybe a slightly less biased perspective as me and Maddie, how do you think um, and how do you assess uh, not only the Mets season as a whole, but especially, you know, how they played uh, losing out on the NLEs? I think, present company excluded, I think Mets fans are so... Sometimes they freak out at such a littlest things, you know? Yeah, but is right this now, a little thing? This is no, not a little thing. September Listen, was bad. It was yeah. bad, but you still got that 100 wins mark. Yeah. Listen, the Padres, yes, they have you, Darvish. Yes, they're, they're, they're a decent team. The Mets can still beat the Padres. When yeah. you have Scherzer in the ground on the bump, obviously they've been a little, you know, shaky lately, but you still have just such a dominant start, one-two punch that no one else in baseball has. And also, you have Edwin Diaz as well as a closer. So if the offense is able to produce, you do not have to worry as much. So that's really the thing is, obviously injuries hurt a little bit. Starling Marte, yeah, he, that's a big that, loss. that was a big hole in Definitely. the lineup yep. that you could see. And he's not going to be you know, playing in the wild card series either. Maybe the divisional round, maybe if the Mets get there, but that's a big loss as well. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so it's just tough. You know what? It, 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 at the, the thing with uh, playoffs for baseball is it's what who gets hot at the right time. And that can happen for the Mets. McNeil is a great hitter. The whole lineup, it's a lot of small ball, but small ball wins baseball games. So yeah. that's that's something that you guys have to keep in mind as Mets fans. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely uh, a good perspective and a very good point. And, uh, you know, obviously heading into, you know, excluding the Nats series, which to me, I, I to be honest, I throw it completely away. <laughs> yeah. It's a meaningless series. It's against a terrible team. It's at the end of the year. They, they do pretty well against the Nats all season long. Um 
you know, it, it's you're not going into the playoffs with a with a very good taste in your mouth, if that makes any sense. You're not really feeling great about how the Mets were heading into October, obviously losing out on the NL East. However, you know, Pat, you bring up a great point. Um, you know, teams can get hot, and whoever does get hot, honestly, uh, can you know run their way straight from the wild card to the World Series. Um, we saw it with the Nationals. Uh, back in 2019, they did that exact thing. They went from the wild card game and won the World Series. So it's definitely possible. It's happened in, in baseball history. It's happened pretty recently. Um, you know, so we'll see what the Mets can do. And, uh, you know, looking at that wild card series here, Maddie, um, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about some of the pitching matchups and some of the decisions and uh, strategic decisions that Buck is going to employ with having Max Scherzer start game one. Um, then if they win that game, they'll probably go to Bassett game two, hoping to save DeGrom for the divisional series. But if they are forced to play an elimination game, whether that be game three or game two, then DeGrom will throw. So kind of what do you think of the pitching matchups? And obviously you Darvish going for the Padres has had success against the Mets overall, you know, looking at the pitching matchups, uh, in this wild card matchup, you know, what are you thinking? I think Scherzer has the potential to really run away with this game. I think, Prior to his last start, I was really kind of impressed with his tenacity, and I think against Darvish, he can really put up a couple of good numbers. Darvish has been, like you mentioned, ter- like absolutely wreaking havoc on the Mets lineup. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I think it really depends on kind of that front half of the batting lineup to really start doing some damage. Without Marte there, they really have to pick it up. up. And, you know, with Pete Alonso kind of shifting around in that top half of the lineup, he really has to start getting more and more hot. And I think this break kind of that he had yesterday for the National Series should do him a little bit good. I think he needed kind of a mental break. I think all of his problems have been pretty mental. Yeah. And so I think looking at all these pitching matchups and looking at Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, who might pitch, uh, Hayter in the bullpen, I think for me the Padres have kind of – to me, pitching-wise, don't necessarily match up to the Mets in the same way that I think the Mets are. Yep. Um, and so I, I really think the Mets pitching kind of outweighs them at this point. I think Hayter, while he has like improved now in the bullpen, I think he just started off so bad that I can only wonder how his playoff mindset will be. Yeah, that's definitely a great point. And I think when you're looking at the pitching matchups, especially in a three-game series— you know, I think that that three game series in that format really favors the Mets mm-hmm. because when you have two guys, I mean, Scherzer and Degrom going in two out of the three games. I mean, you you have to think and you have to be confident that you know the Mets should win those games, and the Mets have not actually done well in in games that Scherzer and Degrom have started since Degrom came back from the injured list. I think it's right around five hundred or probably below now after the series against Atlanta. It might be like nine and ten, something like that, in those starts. So. That's a concern, but I think in the playoffs, you, you kind of throw stuff like that away. You see that, you know, Max Scherzer is an ultimate competitor. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to go out there, and he's going to, you know, work as deep into the game as he can. That's a key with the Mets bullpen, working deep into the game, um, you know, into the seventh inning. He did not do that against Atlanta. That's going to be a good opportunity for him. Um, you know, and the lineup is another thing that, you know, I like that you mentioned that at the top half, it's been kind of shifting around, especially with Marte, who's been that number two spot really all season long. So without him there, you know, you have a bunch of different guys playing in that role or hitting in that role, whether it be Alonzo or McNeil or whoever it may be, even Escobar's up near near the top of the order as he's been, you know, hot uh, in the last month or so. So the lineup is a little concerning, but when you have the starting pitching advantage that the Mets have, um, you know, you got to think, Pat, that that puts you just in a really good spot and, and makes you really confident heading into this series. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you have two veterans, right? You have DeGrom, you have Scherzer. Those, yeah. Both those guys, as you said, are competitors. They will step up in a playoff setting, I do believe so. Especially having the home field. If you're in City Field, if you're in Queens, Scherzer will shove against the Padres. I can guarantee it. I mean, the way that these guys play in the playoffs, you, can, you have seen Scherzer has so much experience in these types of settings that I think he will step up in this environment. So I think, yes, with pitching like that, you just need to make sure the offense shows up. And that's something where the Mets have been hit or miss, obviously. But when in a playoff setting, anything could happen. That's the most important thing when you go into this wild card series. Yeah, so, you know, I want to get your predictions. Uh, we're going to predict all the other wild card series as well. Um, but, you know, starting here with the Mets, um, I guess I'll go first. And I'm going to say that the Mets will win this series. I think it's going to be three games. Um, I think it's going to take three. The Mets have had trouble um, sweeping teams all year. They've been a machine at taking two out of three in series. They've been a machine at taking three out of four, whatever it may be, um, which is awesome. You know, obviously they won over 100 games and they're very successful doing that. But I don't think they're going to sweep this Padres team. They're, they're more talented than I think pe- they're, I mean, they are talented. They necessarily, they've struggled a little bit in the month of September since the trade deadline, you know, since the additions of Soto and Bell and Hayter, um, which you'd think would have made this team a contender almost in the NL West, with even with how good the Dodgers are playing. Instead, they're kind of limping into the wild card game. But they're still very talented, um, and they're still not a team that the Mets should take lightly. And that's why I think this game's this series is going to get pushed to three games. Degrom's going to have to pitch, but I have the Mets winning. Maddie, uh, what's your pick here? I'm also going to agree. I think it would be Mets in three as well. I, I really like the bullpen, and I think it really depends kind of on what the score looks like if it becomes a tight race and buck goes in managing this bullpen a little bit strange when you got when you have your two solid guys you have Ottavino, you have lugo yep. and then you have diaz to close it out it really depends if the padres are really going to put up that fight against them and then we're going to see game one and game two tight races where we're kind of straining our bullpen i think if we can keep it together with that and buck manages it correctly and doesn't throw in guys like joe drew smith who i i just don't really have a high reliance on yeah to really keep that game close, I, I think they can really take it. I think Alvarez could potentially make this lineup, and mm. I think he also could be an X factor for them. I think he, in the last couple of games, like playing a lower stakes team, really built Definitely. his confidence up. Yeah. And we saw him hit the home run the other day and had a huge double. Like he has power. Like that kid has a lot of power, and I think that's what this team needs. And to throw him in as like a, a designated hitter to really like switch up the lineup every once in a while against the Padres, I think it'll be good for them. Yeah, we'll see what Alvarez can do, obviously, in that series against Atlanta. He seemed a little overmatched with that environment. Um, but I agree, having that series against the Nationals, lower stakes, you know, getting his first major league home run, getting his first major league hit, all that kind of stuff, that definitely gives you some confidence, gives him some confidence. He's only 20 years old. I mean, yeah. he's, he's very young. He's, he's really not um, you know, thrown into this playoff chase for the Mets. Um, so we'll see what he's able to do. But, Pat, uh, who you got in this one? I do think the Mets will win the series, but I agree it will go three games. Oh, I think we're all being boring. Here. I know. I don't. I, I don't like to be. Boring. I thought maybe you'd switch it up and uh, say two games. But I don't. Uh, come on, let's be real here. I They're thought you'd be bold. Yeah, I'm not being bold for the Mets. Okay, right? all right. But all I know right. they are coming off. You know, they. I know you said throw away the National series. They still swept the Nationals. That's still you're coming off. They put up a lot of runs. That still goes. That's still a mental thing going into the yeah. playoffs. Coming off very successful wins, so I do think it will go three games. Degrom's going to have to pitch. I like what Buckshaller is doing. You know, he's a veteran of the game. He knows how to manage a team, and it's it's interesting because, you know, they probably will lose game two most likely. That's just how the Mets usually go. But game three, having Degrom on the mound, making sure that 
when a team game matters as much as game three, the wild card, they're gonna make they're gonna show up and the Mets will win. Yeah, you know, Buck has overall been very good for this team, and I don't want to you know say that he hasn't. Um, you know, we I've been critical of him. I know Matty was as well um, with some of the moves he's made, especially recently. Um, but you know that gets all thrown away in the playoffs if you know he trusts the guys that deserve to be trusted. To be honest, and have proved that they'll be trusted, especially in the bullpen. Lugo and Adovino, you mentioned. Those two guys, in addition to Edwin, of course, are the guys to trust. Outside of that, you know, if you're down a run or if you're up a run, or if you're in a tie game, you should not be going to anybody outside of the outside of those guys I mentioned in the bullpen. Well, we'll see what Buck does. We'll see what the Mets do in the wild card against the Padres. I'm sure, you know, in our next episode of Nosebleeds, we'll recap whatever happens. Um, you know, potentially previewing a Mets Dodgers NLDS. We'll see if that's in the cards uh, for New York. But I wanted to look at. You know, the remainder of these wildcard games before wrapping up here, starting in the National League, um, or continuing in the National League, I should say, um, with the Phillies and the Cardinals. The Phillies kind of snuck into the playoffs. Um, they've had a pretty good year. After firing their manager, Joe Girardi, they really turned things around. That seemed to be the spark for them to really get going. Um, finding themselves, they weren't in the NL East chase all year long, just with how good the Mets and Braves were playing, but they were right there in the wild card all year. They were able to finish it off um, and secure a spot, and they take on the St. Louis Cardinals, who have had an unbelievable season. We talked about history with Aaron Judge. There's history right there with Albert Pujols as well, who's had a resurgence, a really great year. That's what St. Louis has done. A lot of their veterans, whether it be Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, and of course, you know, Albert Pujols stepping up. It seems like, you know, this is a throwback team from a number of years ago when the Car- when the Cardinals were winning World Series and right there in uh, big moments in October. They're back in the playoffs. So Phillies and Cardinals, a three-game series. Um, uh, Matty, I'll go to you first. What's your predictions? What's your thoughts on this series? Who wins it? So honestly, I was really hyping up the Cardinals a lot in the past couple weeks. I really was impressed by them. But honestly, now watching the Phillies kind of get hot, I'm really tempted to go and lean on Phillies for this one. I really think that in three wow. games, they could potentially do it. I know their defense is <laughs> awful. It, it's one of the worst defenses yep. in the entire league. But I think their lineup is just so strong in terms of hitting. You have Harper, Schwerber, Real Muto, Hoskins, Castellanos. Like, it's so scary and it's very productive. And they have some young players. They have good pitching and Zach Wheeler and Nola. To me, this looks like a playoff caliber lineup, even with their defensive errors. I think offense could really power through this Cardinals lineup. And I think we're really kind of looking at maybe this is a Phillies getting hot situation for me. Yeah, so we already have a majority of the pitching matchups. You mentioned Zach Wheeler. He's going to be going game one for the Phillies against Jose Quintana. Um, You have Aaron Nola game two. That's a pretty dominant one-two punch, uh, pretty solid for the Phillies, in addition to, like you mentioned, power in that lineup. And Miles Michaelis uh, for the Cardinals, also a very good pitcher. He's going to go in game two. Um, you know, for those teams. And being in St. Louis, that's going to be quite the atmosphere for the playoffs. They always show up uh, throughout the season. They have, I think, underrated, really great fans um, that show up no matter how good or bad the Cardinals are. But the Cardinals just find a way into October seemingly every year. It seems like they're just making it, you know, whether it be even the wild card or winning the division, they just find their way into the playoffs. And, And then all of a sudden, this is a team for me, Pat. I don't know about you, but it just seems like this team could get hot and get on a run. And I know that the Phillies have a talented lineup and have a couple guys at the top of the rotation that are pretty solid. 
Um, but the bullpen is an issue, I think. Um, you know, and like you said, the defense is another issue as well. Those are important in the playoffs, especially. Meanwhile, the Cardinals just seem they have those veterans. They have some really good young stars, and I think they have an opportunity here to kind of get on a run. Hey, at the beginning of the show, I was talking about the, all these storylines. Albert Pujols, yeah. 42 years old. Hit 700 this year. Yep. No and one thought it was going to be hit done. He's hit 702, too. It's not even yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. He you didn't know, stop. It's he not didn't a, stop. Yeah, like people were wondering whether he would even get to 700. And then he just, it's 702, he's still hitting him. You know, obviously the season's over now, but he hit two more right there at the end. Which is nuts. Yeah. Like, I just think that it would be so cool to see Albert Pujols in his final year take lead the uh, Cardinals into like far into this playoff. So yeah. I do think the Phillies, obviously, they're getting hot. They have Schwarber. They have all, all these great hitters. But again, as you said, their bullpen isn't looking too too strong their uh their pitching isn't great but whereas the cardinals they have this as you said this x factor where they always seem to show up in the playoffs and they always seem to you know they're they're being led by these veterans so i do think the cardinals will win this wild card series yeah i think the cardinals are going to win as well um i think it's kind of inevitable in terms of the winner plays atlanta um who (laughs) i see as um you know right there with the dodgers maybe a half step behind but just right there as in terms of how good they are um, you know, and you can throw the Mets up there as well. But, um, yeah, I, I have the Cardinals winning this. Um, I think, you know, I'd love to see them get on a run, like you said. So I'm kind of picking with my heart here. You know, I, I want to see Albert Pujols and Adam Wainwright and these guys um, continue to pitch and continue to be a part of a playoff run, um, another one for the Cardinals, kind of turning back time. Um, but I want to shift over uh, to the American League, a couple series over there. Um Let's start with the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Guardians. The winner of that series will play the New York Yankees. Um, So this has a special interest to Pat here. Um, I'm sure you'll be scouting out uh, both teams, uh, obviously seeing the Rays a lot in the the AL East. But the Guardians um, slid under the radar a little bit. So under the radar. They were projected to finish like last or second to last by just about everyone in the division. Um, It it seemed like, you know, from the start, it was going to be the White Sox division to lose. And they lost it. Uh, Cleveland really came out of nowhere. Um, you know, obviously the AL Central is not the best division in baseball. That's you know, that's not a hot take there. That's definitely the truth. <laughs> but uh, Cleveland has you get you got to give them a ton of credit. They're a young team. Um, they they kind of work in small ball, similar to the way the Mets do. They don't hit a lot of home runs. They have a very solid back end of their bullpen. Um, you know, they have some really good starters as well at the top of that rotation in Shane Beaver and Tristan McKenzie. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely underrated. Um, but then you look at the Tampa Bay Rays, who uh, had the disadvantage of playing in the uh, AL East with how, you know, stacked that division was. Um, so they're going to be on the road in Cleveland uh, for all three games. But the Rays are right there as well. Tyler Glass now just came back. That's a huge addition um, for their starting rotation. So, Pat, I'll go to you first here. What are you thinking, Rays and Guardians? Although I would love for the, the Yankees to play the, the, the Guardians and the LDS, yeah. I think the Rays are going to sweep the Sweep them. Sweep two them. games. Yeah, two Got games. It. It's going to be two okay. games. I do. I think the Rays just always show up in the playoffs. Yes. They, they, um, they have such dominant pitching. Their batting always seems to come alive, especially in the playoffs. So I do think that although the Guardians, as they did get hot, it was the AL Central. They're not yeah. not very competitive. They're not playing these hard teams all the time. So I do think that, the, yeah, the Rays will come up. Uh, yeah, they're going to go a lot farther than the Guardians. Yeah, Maddie, what you got? I actually controversially think the opposite. I actually wow. was very impressed with this Guardians offense, and and I think it really speaks to the fact that they strike out the lowest time in the major. Like They have the lowest strikeout rate, and I think their bullpen is also strong. I think it's one of the strongest in they have an ERA below like 1.5. So to me, that's really impressive to see this team 
who is not off they're they're very similar in which they're not offensively there like they're not dominant they're not huge power hitters but they got a couple guys in their lineup specifically uh Jimenez who came from the Mets who I was really impressed by when he played for them and has just transitioned so well on this Guardians lineup uh to really like shine through and I think while the Rays have, have been there I think they've kind of just been beaten around by the Yankees so much this year that I think the Guardians could really do another and slip under the radar really here and and kind of pull this one out Manny I like that pick I like the confidence and the courage in that pick, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> but I'm not gonna go with you here. I'm, I'm going with Pat here. I'm riding with the Rays. I think that just the playoff success, and I'm looking at, you know, the Rays and their roster and their starting lineup. And there's a lot of guys that have had a lot of playoff success. You know, going back to last year in the run that they are able to make, going back to 2020 in the run that they are able to put on. They just seem like, you know, credit Kevin Cash, the manager, and what he's able to do. Um, you know, and the GM in the front office as well with the Rays every single year with a low payroll, still working themselves deep into October, mm-hmm. seemingly every year. Um, I think they're going to give the Yankees a little bit of pressure yeah. um, in that ALDS, and I do have them beating the Guardians. I think they'll sweep them as well and win in two games um, against Cleveland. But that's the thing with these playoffs. You never know. I think you could run back to tape and some of us will look, sound like idiots, and some of us <laughs> oh, yeah. will sound like geniuses, yeah. uh, or we'll all sound like idiots. That very well might be the case, too. I think um, it's like the tightest race, I think, this yeah. game in yeah. particular. I really think this one is going to be kind of a nail-biter for yeah. me, no matter what. And another great series, I think, in the American League, um, you know, and maybe this is part because the National League has a couple really good teams that you kind of think, okay, you know, there's probably three, four, maybe even four teams but I would say three in, in the Braves, Dodgers, and Mets that can all win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, in the American League, it might be a little thinner. You know, you look at Houston and you look at the Yankees, but there's a lot of teams in that pack slightly behind them that are very close together. Um, and I think two of those teams is the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. And, you know, huge congrats to the Seattle Mariners. Yep. Their, their first playoff appearance in 21 years, as long as literally we've been alive. <laughs> so if any of us were Mariners fans, we would have obviously never see, never seen <laughs> A playoff appearance in our lives, um, which is you know insane to think about. How I don't know how you can cover or watch uh, and be a fan of a team and never see them in the playoffs for 21 years. So respect to any people out there, I guess college students that are rooting for this team and have rooted for them since they were young, who have never seen a playoff experience uh, uh, appearance, get to see that here. Um, but they go up against a very good lineup, a dangerous lineup in Toronto, another team out of the AL East um, that the Yankees have seen much of the year. Um, the winner of them plays Houston. So I think this is a series where both teams, to be honest, are going to beat each other up. I, I see this series going three games. Very evenly matched team. Um, you know, the Mariners made a trade for Luis Castillo. He's been great um, at the t- near the top of their rotation. Um, you know, and the Blue Jays have some arms right up there as well. Pretty good lineups also. Uh, so, Pat, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts overall on the Mariners-Blue Jays series? Yeah, this game's going to be scrappy for sure. I mean, obviously the Yankees play the Blue Jays a lot, and it's always a tough game. So, yeah, the ALDS – or the AL East is really – like, just looking at this postseason picture, it really is the most competitive uh, division in baseball. So, I think the Blue Jays – it's tough because they're batting. It, they they have such powerful bats, and also their pitching is just so good. That's the thing. Yeah. And then they have a guy like Romano who can close the game out like so so well. But at the same time, storylines: Mariners, twenty-one year drought. So the thing is, they are they have young guys like Juan Rodriguez. They they do have a lot of talent. So I could see this game. I think this game's going three, and I will see. I, I do think the Mariners will win. Wow. Yeah. But they you will get blown Mariners. up by the Astros, though. You got the Mariners <laughs> moving on. Uh, they will be if they do move on, they'll be playing. 
a team within their division in the AL West there against the Houston Astros. And Maddie, uh, are you going to be as bold as Pat here and take uh, the Mariners? I'm unfortunately not. I'm going Blue Jays and <laughs> okay. threes on this one. I just I think mean, it's not a super hot take. I mean, yeah. both no. teams I feel like are definitely evenly matched, but just the fact that Seattle hasn't played a playoff game in yeah. 21 years and they're young guys, you have no idea how they're going to respond to that. But then again, Toronto's young too. So mm-hmm. They're young. I think just the idea that Rodriguez is going to be the leader of the team when he is just so young as this like rookie of the year potentially how that, old is Rodriguez? i think he's 21 he's, 21. 21. he's yeah. our age then. yeah so he <laughs> i mean that's insane i just don't know if he is going to be able i'm sitting to- on my couch watching these games <laughs> and he's playing in them for me. anyway sorry, sorry i just that. i just don't think he's going to be able to lead this playoff caliber team in the way like a leader really should i think Vlad Guerrero Jr. is just so strong in his team and so powerful in his team. And that lineup has just so much power, like you mentioned, Pat. And and just that closer that they have is just so consistent. He has just been fantastic. This is his first full season as a closer, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And he has just constantly delivered for the Blue Jays. And so it's just for me, it's going to be scrappy, but I think the Blue Jays kind of got this one. And Toronto is, I didn't mention this, it's an underrated, it's a very, very difficult playoff oh, environment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we've seen in the past Jose Bautista. We've seen <laughs> plenty of really cool moments mm-hmm. in early in the in the wild card um, or in the divisional round for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, so that's going to be a tough place to play for Seattle. I think this game is basically a toss-up. And that's why I think that home field advantage will play a factor. I think this game was this, this series, especially all three games at one place. If this series was in Seattle, I would probably be inclined to pick differently. But I will go with Toronto at home. Um, you know, I think their 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 starting pitching is underrated as well. A lot of people talk about their lineup, but Barrios, Alex Manoa, you know, Kevin Gosman's had a nice year. Um, those three guys, I think, uh, will carry them in a short series like this. You mentioned Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's going to be an impact player. Uh, this is the series I would say, other than the Mets, obviously, this is the other series I'm really looking forward to watch. I think this yeah. has the potential to be one of the best wildcard series overall. And now before we wrap, I have one more question for you two, and I will answer it myself as well. Um, we're not going to pick, you know, we're not going to make our whole brackets and pick down the road, <laughs> but if you had to pick before the playoff start, on the record, World Series champion, who is it? And I don't know, I guess... You both look like you're not ready to answer, but I'll go I'm with ready. I'm Okay, ready. Pat, I'm go ahead. I'm ready. Oh, you're going to say, oh, the New York Yankees. It's the New York Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> why? Uh, you know why. Are you serious? I'm, I am 100% okay. serious. Okay. I already put my like career on the Yankees having a World Series, uh, uh, you know, that, that they would make it to the World Series. I don't know if you remember this, my, my one-on-one so what, debut so what happens, with Alex So what happens if the Yankees do not win the World Series and you put your career on it? Can you uh, not? Can I you will not, not work? work in sports radio. Aww. But okay, <laughs> okay, all right, that's fair. Well, we'll miss you, but uh, it's but I'll still you know. So you will, so FUV, you basically but. you'll quit WFUV. I'll quit FUV. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> that's wow. Tall order on the table. Wow. Okay. Reputation here. <laughs> he's got the Yankees. I don't know if he's as confident now as I'm seeing him here, but no. okay. No, explain yeah. why the Yankees are going to win the World Series. I think that I think that specifically a guy like Aaron Judge can lead with a historic season like this. It would only end the storybook so well when he wins the World Series, wins the MVP. When with Aaron Judge, I know starting pitching can be shaky sometimes. It's still Garrett Cole. He still will be able to shove against teams like the Guardians, like the Rays. And then we also have Nestor Cortez, who had a great season as well. And then the bullpen, obviously a little bit shaky, but guys step up in the playoffs. And it's teams that get hot. 
they usually win. And I see this team getting really hot heading into the postseason. So, yeah, that's why I think the Yankees. Not bias at all. I think the Yankees. Zero bias. Zero bias. New York Yankees are your 2022 World Series champions. Maddie, who do you got? So I was really kind of racking my brain specifically with what would end up happening in the World Series. And and honestly, looking at it right now, I think this is the Astros' year to win Mm. it kind of again. I think the Mets could make it to the World (laughs) Series, but the Mets really got tossed around by the Astros this year, which makes me kind of unlikely to be like, oh, I think the Mets can pull this one out if they make it all the way to the World Series. Otherwise, facing like the Dodgers, I really think the Astros kind of have this one over them. I think the Astros have been so quietly dominant like you don't the pictures in the in the Houston Astros year haven't been bold like they haven't said much out of them and I think Mm -hmm. that's worked in their favor I think they're just kind of quietly making it they've really had no competition in their division whatsoever and now they're kind of getting there so easily that I think the they could easily top the Braves they could probably top the Dodgers and I think they could probably top the Mets as sucks it sucks to say that because I would love to see a Mets World Series win Mm. I just think the Astros are so good this year I think that, you know, not to be boring, uh, but Maddie, I agree with you. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you're going to see a, a, a World Series uh, rematch. I think I think the Atlanta Braves and uh, the Houston Astros will be playing in that World Series, and I have the so Houston boring. Astros winning it. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, know, bold. I know it's boring, but the Astros will beat it's the honest. Yankees, and I think the teams in the National League are going to beat each other up. There's too many good teams in one league you know you have the Mets and the Braves and the Dodgers and the Mets are going to have to play the Dodgers uh, straight away in the NLDS if they win the wild card series um, Atlanta will work its way to the NLCS the Dodgers will too but the, the Mets will give the Dodgers a run and then they're going to have to play Atlanta there's really no end in sight for any of these teams and then at the end if whoever makes it out of the National League is going to have to play Houston yeah Houston has a dominant starting rotation um, they have a very good lineup they had playoff experience um, and I, I think that that's going to be the difference maker. The fact that they are going to have an easier route to the World Series. And then once they get there, whoever they do play um, is going to be tired, is going to be fatigued, is going to have to work through all that. And we'll just not have enough to beat them. Um, and I know that is boring. And I know that that probably won't happen because you never know in October and you yeah, don't it's October know. October baseball. But that's why we do this. That's why we, you know, make these picks, you know, half-heartedly here saying, hey, why not? Uh, you know, sure, they'll win. Uh, but we will uh, see what happens. I know I am super pumped um, for all of the wild card series and everything that's going to be happening this weekend. It's like four games in a day. Um, it's just back to back to back to back. Uh, baseball, which is you know something that October brings and will be super exciting. But I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Nosebleeds for Sam Davis and uh, Maddie Bamonte and Pat Hamatoro, Ralph Barbieri, back in the glass producing for us. Nosebleeds is a production of WFUV Sports. <laughs>